0: so 2022 has begun it is january 3rd the moon is now in aquarius and i'm Lori rivers astrologer and your host of the awake space astrology podcast it's a new year um astrologically it actually doesn't mean a whole lot to have january 1st be the new year i saw a neil degrassi tyson video on tiktok and no i don't follow him because he disses on astrology and he hasn't studied it so but anyway he was mentioning that there's no astronomical big deal about january one and it's true astrologically as well because astronomy and astrology are kindred they used to be the same study Believe it or not. That's why you want to know the orbits of the planets, which that's in the astro guides, guys. If you get the volume one, issue one, the ultimate cheat sheet, I talk about how long those take to orbit the sun or, in the moon's case, the Earth. But anyway, so, um, so astrologically, January 1 isn't that big of a deal. The big deal is the spring equinox. And that is the time we're going to be getting the mystery school out there. Um, For those of you who are patrons, you've been hearing about that. If you are not a patron, I don't know that I've talked about it too much on the podcast. Um, There's a lot going to be going on. And if you haven't watched the um, Astrology of 2022 seminar... You want to do that? I'll have a special code for you in the description now if you're a patron. You got a very special code that you get it for 5 bucks and you can stream it for 24 or sorry, 12 months, a whole year. Um so that you can refer to it throughout the year because I give the astrology month by month in that. Um if you're not a patron, your code will be in the description here or the link Um, with that you won't need a code it's a special link and you'll save a couple bucks Um, otherwise it's $22 and it gives you 12 months access to that information. And I'll be talking more and more in, uh, Patreon as we go along and giving more details. And you know me, you know me if you know me. And if you don't, you soon will. Um, we're changing things up a little bit here. We want our community to feel fun and engaging. We're going to start some (laughs) really fun things, um like we're going to do Lori um Astro Lori Live Bingo Astro Lori Live Bingo so I'll be sending out bingo cards um for astro adventurers and up and then um and you can play bingo and we'll play in the forum as well. And that's only because I only have so many bingo cards. I'll make more for all the patrons on the next round. Um, so look look at your emails. And then um, we, we've grown. We've grown a lot. So we're, we're adding more community activities into the Discord server. And I want you guys to get to know our mods. So we have a really special segment called Meet the Mods. And um, in this episode, you'll be meeting Molly, also known as Maleficent. And Molly is a student, a cosmic surfer, living by Luna, I believe. And um, she's been with me a while. Great student, great person, and an excellent moderator, and the queen of discount codes. So she's got your back when it comes to those. So she'll uh, be later in the podcast, and it's a great interview. And she worked in Hollywood for quite a long time, and uh, was the personal assistant to a very cool actress, and you'll find that out if you listen to that segment. As always, my deep and abiding appreciation to every single patron and um, all of the community that is forming and working to move forward into these very nebulous days of 2022. So the moon ingressed into Aquarius around 2.30ish p.m. Pacific, plus or minus a couple minutes And Aquarius is some of the most fascinating energy, both at an exoteric, meaning everyday, level, and the esoteric level. And there's different ranges of consciousness. I talk about this a lot in my work, especially in Living by Luna. We have our instinctual consciousness, our transactional consciousness, and we have our transcendent consciousness. Now... Those can be easily confused. And the day I find a better term um, for transcendent, I'll be happy. So instinctual is when we're not even in our social norms. We're reactive. That could be in all kinds of ways. There are good reactions, too. Um, The most common we think about are fear and anger. Okay. But we could also be, you could say it's impulsiveness as well. Okay. And we all do it. Every human being has their instinctual consciousness, where you do something and then think later. Our transactional consciousness is our social and cultural programming. Transactional is just shorter than saying social and cultural programming. The quid pro quo, I can speak today. The quid pro quo is the transactional. <clears throat> it's the, hi, how are you? I'm doing fine, thanks. Okay. Um, It doesn't necessarily mean it's wrong or it's right. It's consciousness, It's just a state of being. And then we have our transcendent consciousness. And that does not mean enlightenment or perfection or better than. What it means is we are more deliberate and self-realizing above and beyond. We transcend, we move above the social and cultural programming, decide what we truly want to keep as ours and how we want to be and respond in life. It's that simple. It's that simple. It's The difference between transactional and transcendent would be in transactional, we're good because we're afraid of consequences. <clears throat> and in transcendent, we will do something because it's the right thing to do for us. Okay? And that could be something that looks good to the rest of the world, and it could make you an absolute villain. Okay? But it's deliberate. It's not done out of fear or or um, social conditions. It's just, it is what it is. You know, you'd, you'd make a decision. And it's a conscious choice. <clears throat> so I say that because we go through that in Living by Luna. It's part of the process. And um, speaking of, Living by Luna is something I'm working on today with Casey. Today, January 3rd. Um, and I'll be finishing up tomorrow, January 4th, because I took the day off. I took the day off to write. Um, and Living by Luna will have uh, the, the resources up um, in a better format, because we've, we've got um, a better format to put them in, like a little platform to make it easier to access the information. Plus, we have the Discord channels that are are that level only. It's Living by Luna only. So that's something we're doing. And Living by Luna is a process. It's not a general astrology class. So that's really important to remember. Um, I know I have a lot of things on offer and I know it can get confusing. We're working on clarifying a whole lot of things and making it more streamlined and making it easier. Um, Bear with us. And I love to say us, because it used to just be me, me, myself, and I. And now I have this beautiful team forming. And uh, my God, that is a relief. <laughs> Talk about getting reactive. I was getting tired. And it's almost impossible to be a, your most conscious when when you're tired and worn out and tapped out. So having a team is absolutely fantastic. So let's talk about that moon in Aquarius. I'm going to read a little bit from what I wrote on, on Patreon. Um, because I know not everybody listening has the, um, astro adventurers and above. So we're going to talk about that moon in Aquarius here and I'll read, read from what I wrote. And this is what's important to remember because this doesn't get taught. And that's, it does, if you're lucky enough to find a mentor who teaches it. Um, this is high-level metaphysics. And unfortunately, it's not part of the popular zeitgeist. And I'd like to change that. So, after an awakening or unfolding, there are three dangers that can arise. All are forms of resistance. The first is a form of spiritual Arrogance. The idea that being awake is somehow superior to those poor ignorant souls who are sleeping. This is a holdover from the idea of some spiritual superiority rooted in the idea of true believers versus non-believers. You see this in many spiritual groups, circles, and it is a stage many move through on their journey. It is dangerous only in that it makes the understanding and integration of more advanced concepts difficult because of its foundational nature being one of duality a spiritually awake person is no more superior to a spiritually sleeping person in quotation than a physically awake person is superior to a physically asleep person can you imagine staring down at a person taking a nap or in full slumber after a long day and thinking smugly that poor ignorant sap, they're letting their body rest. What others do with their consciousness is none of anyone else's business. The second danger is the overdramatization of phenomena. If one suddenly becomes aware of energy through the various senses, sight, hearing, touch, taste, smell, or through the mind itself, and considers that experience other than normal, there is an enhanced chance of overstimulating the upper energy centers, most commonly referred to as the third eye and crown. When the upper centers are unduly stimulated without regulation, the individual is often to be found living in their head to the exclusion of the body and may find themselves experiencing a wild array of uncomfortable or more extreme metaphysical phenomena. If that person then deems themselves part of an elite group or superior to other people in some way, they risk their spiritual journey becoming conflict-filled or isolating themselves from others, which is to the benefit of oppositional energies, egregores and thought forms, and of less benefit to their fellow incarnated humans. Some people will find themselves even denying their humanity at this stage Thus prolonging a process in their development, and it may be a stage their soul contracted to be here to experience. But there are other "quote unquote" faster ways to move forward. So again, I'm going to emphasize: there's kind of no wrong thing here. But it's if the more you're aware of this, the more you'd be like, "Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't have to stay there so long." By the way, I went through it too. The third danger is a lack of discernment and seeking only those of like minds as the saying goes great minds think alike and fools never differ the first several years after an awakening or remembering can be intense and you may feel topsy-turvy it's not easy to talk about certain subjects with your social circle and you may seek out people with whom you share other experiences However, there's a lot of, bl- of the blind leading the blind out there, especially online. It's important to take things slow at this stage of development, to look for like-hearted people, and to be wary of any kind of divisive us-versus-them themes. The moon is moving into Aquarius. It's already there now. It's easy to get stuck up in our heads and confuse intellect For intelligence, it's easy enough. It's an easy enough mistake to make, thinking that the swirling energies flowing through the frontal lobe are the truth, versus the slow, calm sense of flow, often dubbed illusion. The thing is, this kind of experience is a mental trap, a form of resistance to being an integrated soul in a human body. The higher expression of Aquarius is a profound understanding that all humans are part of a single family, that one expression of consciousness is equal to all others, be they at a quote-unquote higher or quote-unquote lower expression of the energy, all serve a purpose and intent in the evolution of the species. There is less of the egotistical pull to be right or unique, making one superior or an outcast. Ways to cultivate this expression of Aquarian energy is to ask yourself these questions. Am I listening? What did I understand in that interaction? How can I discover more about the experience through the eyes of others? How are others managing through this energy? As I have warned throughout 2021 and will continue to warn through 2022, The key to managing the mini-Aquarian era of Saturn in Aquarius is to learn to listen, which means to stop listening in order to respond or insisting on intellectual superiority and listen to understand. Respond less. Listen more. So if, if you're new to this podcast, in every horoscope, and this is about every two and a half days, I'm, I'm late sometimes, um, just because of schedules. I'm trying to get ahead of it a little bit. We'll see if we'll see how I do it. Um, the uh, I always give some metaphysical teaching in there, just questions to prompt and information that's hard to find. I was very lucky to have a deep and long lineage of very good teachers. And, um, I was tasked with being a teacher, Mm, well, when I was a child, but I, I didn't quite understand what was happening. And so really formally in my consciousness at my Saturn return in 1999, it's very much my pleasure and honor to be doing that with you now. So, um, Other than that teaching, that little teaching there that opens the mind, hopefully offers questions and gives a little bit of information. I just like to provoke thought, okay, just to help people soothe their own minds and mental mental chatter because we all have it. Um, Then I write about the mass consciousness forecast and I give what I think will be in the headlines, my weather report, seismic report, financial report, and then I give the rising signs. So if you've been wondering what those horoscopes are, um, it's not just your horoscope. (laughs) There's a whole lot there. Um, So there is that with this moon in Aquarius, especially it'll be activating Saturn. Um, It'll be squaring off with Uranus. It's really, really important to stop and listen. It will also be important to engage. And engage in ways um, that are quiet resolve. Okay. And we can kind of see what's brewing. I talked a little bit about that in the opening. Um <laughs> Oh, it's just going to be a lot of bad messaging and everybody's going to have to feel into the very right thing that is there for them and understand what boundaries work for them. I highly urge you, I don't care if there's a mandate or no mandate, make sure that you're wearing your masks. I see a lot of people still unmasked. The astrology of 2022 is really, really saying if if, if we go... This direction and it looks like it looks like we are. I was really hoping this was not going to be the case. Um, you know, COVID expands in the spring. We're not we're not going to get a handle on it. And um, it, uh, so, as because Saturn is in Aquarius, the people have to self-regulate, and almost no one has been taught how to self-regulate themselves out in the world. Um, It is a hard adjustment to go from having an externalized routine where you have a boss looking over your shoulder and and people justifying their jobs by clocking in and clocking out and sitting in front of a desk or standing in front of a counter. And so it can be a strange shift to being at home or um, if you can be remote. And, and I know that not everybody can right away, but you'd be amazed at what you can do with a cell phone. Okay? We, we hold so much power in our hands, and it's almost like when you put a little um, rope around a horse's leg and you tie it to a post. The horse, often, not always, there are some horses will take themselves out of it, but a lot of them will go, oh no, I'm tied to a post. But all they'd have to do is jerk their leg and they would be free. And that's a lot of us due to social cultural programming. And people are beginning to find out because they had the chance to sit still. Pandora's box is open. You know, they're never going to be able to get people right back to where they had them, at least not in this generation or the next several. And so it is a wonderful time to innovate. And I've been warning for 20 years you know, to anybody who would listen, I didn't always say it in this astrological ease, but I'd be like, we have got to innovate because the status quo isn't going to be here. So if you can, you know, it's a time to investigate things. And if you don't know where to start um, before April, I'm not going to give a firm date. I'll keep you updated, though, before April we will have the mystery school up and going, and part of that mystery school will be some online business education for creatives and intuitives. Um, Everything from, you know, how to run client sessions. um, We'll have various experts um, coming on um, to talk about you know, how to be a medium, what you need to study, um, how to touch into your intuition, etc. to tarot experts um, and me teaching astrology, and then the business side of it, you know, um, because that really doesn't get caught, uh, taught, caught, taught, caught, taught. People don't get caught to be taught. How's that? Um, so these are all, you know, and I'm a little serious today because energy is serious. Um, this is going to be, this year is going to feel like a maze. And when I say, you know, maybe more like a, like a, you know, the uh, fun house with, or the hall of mirrors because it's, you're turning around corners and you thought things were going to be going a certain way and then Surprise! And, um, I don't know about you. I don't like those kinds of surprises. And some of it is so vague that it's just, there's just a whole lot of, like, really. I I don't think that we're going to be in shock and horror. Um, it's not the sharp energy of 2020 and 2021. It's just more of kind of like, really? Really? Are we doing this now? That's really what I think is going to happen. So there is that, my friends. Um... And, I, and I, I really urge you, if, if these are things that interest you, to make sure um, you're in contact with us some way. You know, that you're either on my mailing list, on my website, or you're a patron. Patrons are going to get the information first because they're going to get first at everything. Oh, there goes the Discord. And um, and then we'll open it to a wider audience. Um Speaking of patrons, I think it is the perfect time for a patron shout-out. Alright, it's my favorite time of the podcast. The patron shout-outs! And first, I want to thank my wonderful mods. And we have some additions. Um... So I'm I'm excited about that. Uh, let's introduce our moderators. Again, I said in the beginning of the podcast, the moderators are human beings with lives and feelings and everything. And um, they're doing what I've asked them to do in the Discord and on TikTok Lives and um, anywhere else they're helping me. And so I really, really... Um, really urge people to understand it's not a mod versus everybody else in the group. They're part of the group too. They're patrons too. Um, remember I only hire within our community. I only ask people to help if they're in our community. And so, um, they're one of you. It's not an us versus them. Now, some of them have more astrological background and knowledge than others. Some, some know a little bit, some know, um, a lot more, And um, so for some of the the astrological questions, they're going to refer you to things that I've created. I've got lots of podcast episodes. You're listening to one of those right now. Um, I've got the astro guides that all patrons get. Okay, the the three astro guides in um, the the Patreon uh, that you see listed on my link in bio. That's the volume uh, one, issue one, two, and three. That's the ultimate cheat sheet, the, and that's 47 pages. That's a lot of information. A lot of your basic astrological questions are answered in the ultimate guide, okay? So that's the, the astro guide volume one, issue one, what I like to call the ultimate cheat sheet. And it explains a lot about astrology in there from a beginner's perspective, a novice perspective. The second issue is instinct versus intuition and understanding the difference, and then the and how to find it in your birth chart. And then the third one is the Astro Guide to Chiron. So those three are what are what in um, let's speak properly here, or what you get in Patreon. And you have to flip through some posts, but if you go into the discord, we actually have those linked under astro articles and resources in that tab. So if you go in there, that's some, some, that's a discord channel that we don't Um, allow conversation in so it's real easy to find the links and the mods will help you find them if you don't know how speaking of navigating discord we know it's a challenge if people are new we're going to do some video walkthroughs on that and make those available to people that's in our plans for first quarter of the year of 2022. Um, I'm not going to give dates on when we're going to have them done just because I probably should have taken off at least the first week of January and I didn't do it. Stupid Saturn and Taurus in the sixth house. Um, so let's talk about mods real quick. I want to give huge shout outs to the mods. They, they are my everything. These are the people who take care of things when I'm not available, especially. Um, so we've got Chris, who is absolute. She's my right hand. She's the person who sends out links. Um, she does a lot of rules moderation um, in a very kind and gentle way. So. Never ever, she's a lovely, lovely person with a heck of a lot of Libra in her chart, even if she is a Gemini. Um, I love Geminis. I'm a Gemini Venus. Um, we've got a lot of Libra energy in the in the mods um, or Gemini. You know, it's just obvious, right? It's 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 an online community that likes to chat. Uh, Kathy, sister Luck, um, is our wonderful very community-minded mod who is creative and kind and generous with her time being a moderator and then we go to um, yogi hannah who is um, an amazing yoga instructor um, and a student of mine from other projects where i taught people how to build businesses and self-actualize so she's got um, good information on that we'll have she'll be pointing people in directions probably in the second quarter of the year um then we have Casey 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 she's my writer she's she's an amazing writer and student of astrology um and wanting to have some more fun and games in here too um she's she's got the Libra and the Gemini action happening as well um and we, we've got a fair amount of scorpio too so you know, it's kind of interesting to see how we all play together um so Casey's awesome in fact we'll be working with her in just a little bit to get some new material done um and then we have rita and rita is um, an, an amazing student of astrology she's got a great background in some deeper metaphysics and esoteric studies Um, and energy work as well. So, um, we've got Rita and then um, Molly Maleficent. So, um... She is absolutely outstanding. And also if you ever need a code, a coupon code, go to Molly and Molly will direct traffic as well. If you have a question about where to find things, you can ask any of these ladies um, where, where to go. And then McDubbs. McDubbs is our newest moderator. Um, she is uh, one of my cosmic surfers. She's been with me from the very beginning and Matt can answer some real good basic, um, astrology questions and certainly point you along the way if McDubbs is quoting you an astrology thing um, it came from me most likely and it's her own observations since she's been at this for a little bit now um, she's great so please be kind to the moderators um, I've had to institute a new rule into the podcast or into the podcast into the server make sure you read all of the rules in the server please they're up in, they're pinned in the welcome in the welcome and rules thread at the top of the discord server so it's where you first land Okay, and I keep copying and pasting it so it doesn't get lost. You can tag any of the mods if you need to talk. To somebody to find out what's going on, or um, ask a question, or if you have a problem. <clears throat> so that's that's something that can be done. We're also working on FAQs, and those are frequently asked questions. So we're getting we're getting a lot of that put together um, in in 2022 because 2021 just kind of took off like a rocket. And uh, but I spent the first part of the year doing everything myself, <laughs> so um, which is why I'm super grateful for all this amazing dream team that has been forming around me, ever so organically and naturally. So, without further ado, let's talk about the patrons. So we've got a bunch of new people. This is super exciting. Just gonna get to where I can see better. We've got Patricia, Jesse, Olivia, Jerry, Amelia, Brandy, uh, Cannon, um, or sorry, Gannon. I mixed both of your names together there, Gannon. Kelsey, Dan, Kelly, Aisling think is the perk. I'm gonna have to ask you um Laura Josh Katie Tio Michaela Sarah Kelly Tafari Alina Lori Ingrid Karen Monica Natalie Alicia Miriam Sarah Sarah Jay Stacy, Bree, Rachel Bambi Jasmine Tammy Kristen Cece Laura Alyssa Bianca, Stevie, Nitz, Hadza, Sherry, Riley, Charlotte, Dana, Denise, Sabrina, Shelby, Lisette. That's so awesome. Let's read some more because we've got a lot of people and I normally just look on my phone and so I only get so many on there, but let's do this. Jackie, Layla, Molly, Nora, Francesca, Brandy, um, M., Veronica, Parker, Carrie, Amy, Liz, Nicole, Jeanette, Cheryl, Talia, Deborah, Ryder, Reigns, Cindy, Anna, Saffron, Devin, Jennifer, Kayla, Erin, Liam, Kat, Melania, Zach, Sarah, Angie, Emily, Jennifer, Krista, Alexis, Rebecca, Sharon, Marissa, Becky, Tara, John, R.E.G., Denise, Michael, Jen, Susan, Alyssa, It's Grace, L'Oreal, Jacqueline, or Jacqueline, Rosalie, Jordan, Alexis, Susie, Laura, Catherine, Andrea, Luis, Kayla, Rebecca, Scarlett, Cynthia, Stacy, Kimberly, Tara, Alexandra, Jacqueline, RBF Champion, Tanya, Laura, EMP, ZDZ, or ZDZ, depending on where in the world you live, Tiffany, Tiffany Lee, sorry, Emily, Emma, Lizzie, Catherine, Oriana, Neff, Shane, Bryce, Cindy, Claire, Adrian, Tara, Kate, Jenny, Tatiana, Gillip, Anna Carey, Nicole, Shelby, Irene, Lexi, McKenna, Heather, Diana, Sarah, Rihanna, Erin, Christina. Let's go do some more. We're just going to read through the whole list. There's like 300 of you guys. Uh, Taylor, Becca, Rachel, Camille, Angela, Shade, Zahara, Rita, Patia, Zach, Callahan, Umino Majo, Maureen, Victoria, Maisha, Samantha, Cassie, Jennifer, Lauren, Casey, Marcy, Kate, Mama Bear, Erica, Molly, Daria, Meredith, Angela, Nicole, Jamie, Delmira, Krista, Megan, Molly, Tracy, Jenny, Anonymous Spiritual, Annie. Lana, Chris, Megan, Erica, Mikey, Sonia, Iris, Paul, Ella, Sarah, Kat, Christina, Jennifer, Maitland, Jasmine, Chelsea, Gianna, Devin, Elwyn, Tracy, Kara, Catherine, Bianna, Kristen, Marie, Priscilla, Krista, Erica, Emily, Carmen, Lisa, Peyton, Becca, Tori, Angela, Carly, Betty, Veronica, Alma, Nancy, Jennifer, David, Manolo, Tara, Ashley, Jaden, Sonia, Dana, Yvonne, Vanessa, Net, Melina, Sarah, Sharon, Emily, Brittany, Rhonda, Melissa, Oscaris, Annika, Persephone Stone, and Sophie. And let's see. Oh my gosh, some of you we're getting to the bay. Melinda, Selena, Michelle, Caitlin, Savannah, Elisa, Stephanie, Lindsay, Maria, Tessa, Ina, Angie, Joey, Chris oh, Kristen, Jennifer, Elba, Stephanie, Jamie, Kelly, Lauren, Hannah. Taryn, Kirsten, Taylor, Judith, Nafisa, Ariel, Ariel or Dwabit, Katie, Ashley, Rod, Mackenzie, and Sarah. Thank you all. Oh my gosh. Thank you all. What an amazing group of supporters. Um, I don't normally read out absolutely everybody, but I think that is an amazing way to start out the year. So, uh, just so you know, working on Living by Luna tonight. We're going to get some uh, much more organization in there because it is a process. If you are a Living by Luna member, please join the Patreon or join the Discord server with the email you use for Patreon because it slides you right into the level. And you'll have access to that private area where I have the process all written out neatly. um, And then we'll be getting um, kind of a classroom set up on another platform. And that's my goal by the end of the month, to have that really ready to go, if not earlier. I'll be getting you the schedule um, probably tomorrow. If we get it out tonight, yay. But other than that, it'll probably be tomorrow. Um, Cosmic Surfers. Your stuff is coming too. I promise, I promise, I promise. And one of the things Cosmic Surfers is getting, and it's the only tier that's getting this straight out, are the Planet of the Month classes starting in February. And so um, every month we'll be dealing with a planet and what it means natally by transit and through the different layers of consciousness, as I described earlier in this podcast. So once again, thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate you all so very much. So one of the things we like to do in the Discord is... Sometimes address the questions for me in Coffee with Lori, and sometimes address them on the podcast. We got a really great question that I wanted to address super quick. This isn't going to be a long segment because I do need to go do a live stream. Um, but the question is from Queen Emily. What is the difference between gratitude and appreciation and how to practice those? So, Oprah made gratitude journals really, really famous in the 1990s. I know because I started gratitude journaling because of her. Um, When I lived in Bahrain as a young woman in my 20s. And it did really help, you know, like to notice. It was like, I was raised with the idea from my grandma too, which was count your blessings. My great grandma would sing to her washing machine. I've, I've told this story many times. Um, You know, she had a tragic life and yet she found her joy and she found it in gratitude. So gratitude though, to my mind, is kind of like remedial um, appreciation. So gratitude, we're giving the credit to outside of ourselves. A lot of times um, gratitude comes with maybe a sense of obligation or um, a condition mindset of I'm grateful therefore I will be good you know um, when you give it up to a deity you know and you give them the glory and you're in the gratitude there there's nothing wrong with that per se not really it's a good strategy and it's a good mindset but you're also taking away from your part in that and you in appreciation is more unconditional. And when I appreciate someone, or I appreciate a thing, or I appreciate the situation, uh, you're more in the second house. Okay. Gratitude is more of a seventh house feeling. Appreciation is a second house thing. Um, investments appreciate. Sometimes they depreciate, but we hope they appreciate. When we appreciate what is around us, and we can even appreciate our connection to Source, God, the Goddess, the Deity, the people, our pets, the belongings we've brought to our lives, um, when we can re- appreciate our receptivity. It, it paves the way for an easier ride, and so Queen Emily, that is the difference. Gratitude. Um, I'm kind of taking myself out of it when I feel really grateful. It's 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 almost like there's a hint of unworthiness to it. You know, there's a hint of unworthiness. A sense of like, oh my God, I can't believe I got that. I'm so grateful. Whereas if I say, oh my gosh, look at these moderators in this community that has been attracted into my world. I so appreciate them. I so appreciate them. Am I grateful for you too? Oh God, yeah. Because there's a little bit of me that was like, wow, people showed up. (laughs) But that's not the most receptive space I could be when I'm just in appreciation of you all. Head is completely open and relaxed, and the pathway is completely clear. It is as close to resistance-free as we can be. So both are good, and I think one just keeps things open a little bit wider. So um, I think appreciation kind of recognizes your your inherent connection, your natural connection to the universe and the all that is so that's my answer on gratitude versus appreciation let's talk about it in the discord thanks for such a good question we can talk about it more at coffee with Lori next month as well hey here we are we've got our mod spot and it is molly molly is otherwise known as Malip. Maleficent, Mm -hmm. uh, a beautiful play on words. I love that the first (laughs) time I saw it. Um, And so our uh, our intro to the community begins now. How you doing, Molly? Good. How are you? I I am. I'm tired, but I'm good. (laughs) I'm tired. 2021 was a a long, a long run and it appears that 2022 is gonna give us a run for our money too.
1: Good grief. Marathon, right?
0: <laughs> it is. It's a marathon. We gotta pace ourselves. So um it's not all bad though. I met you.
1: <laughs> and I met you,
0: thankfully, oh, at the right time. Right. It was really good. Lots of kismet going around. So, Molly, the whole point of this is to let people get to know our mods a little bit more and show that you are indeed human with <laughs> lives and feelings and kittens and all kinds of things so um first of all uh, what what drew you to astrology um well my birthday is in january
1: so january 2020 my best friend got me an astrology book so i spent the pandemic trying to figure out what that was and figure out my chart and the book was a good starting point but um it actually aggravated me because there were like certain things that i didn't relate to and i think it's because they used whole sign instead Mm of placidus so Mm -hmm. eventually tiktok had you on my for you page and i followed you and you made not only the most sense but you made me understand myself a lot better
0: (laughs) oh cool yay Yay. Well, and Aquarius rules astrology, and you are an Aquarian.
1: <laughs> Aquarius so. sun and Aquarius mercury.
0: Mm-hmm. Super bright. So, uh, and you are, mm-hmm. and funny. <laughs> so, um, now you live in LA, in the LA area, right? I do. Yes. Yeah. Been here, I think, eight years,
1: maybe nine. It kind of
0: all runs together at this point. <laughs> Right, and and what brought you to LA? What do you what 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 was the reason you came out here?
1: Uh, work. <laughs> um, I was in New York right after college, trying to do um, the theater scene, stage management, not acting, I'm not that talented. <laughs> um, and you can't really be poor in New York; it's very difficult. <laughs> so I was working like three, four different jobs, and then finally hemorrhaged all the savings that I had and. A high school friend was like, you can do that out here for cheaper. Um, So I came out here and stayed on a friend's, the floor of her studio. I slept on the floor of her studio apartment for like nine months before I networked (laughs) my way onto my first TV set and then was able to afford my own apartment and been here ever since
0: but always trying to get back to New York (laughs) right right I know I I really don't suggest that in 2022 (laughs) um just looking at the astrology ahead and yeah you know as I said earlier in the podcast um warning warning everything I was saying about them saying it's all okay don't worry about it yeah well well, that's happening (laughs) um god Anyway. Now, you did stage work and behind-the-scenes work in New York, but mm-hmm. you've got some kind of fun stuff that most people never get to see. I know it's old <laughs> hand yeah. for you and Casey who work in yeah. Hollywood, but um, but what's what was like? What
1: was the type of stuff you did? Um, well, I started as a set PA, and I did that for like the first oh lord four or five years, again, it runs together. So my timing could be wrong. Um, But then I started assisting um, through various people that I knew from working on set. And um, kind of just, I became like, I call it ABC's bastard stepchild because I day played, which day play means like you only work on the TV show as they need it. You're not with the TV show full time. Mm
0: -hmm. So I worked
1: on a bunch of different ABC shows and then eventually uh, found my way into the Marvel world. Which was really cool because I was a nerd. So it was fun to, yeah. get to be I'm a part nerd. of making it. <laughs> and then cool. um, I was a huge fan of Agent Carter. And that was the first TV show that I got to stay with the whole season. So I staffed it, is what we call it.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: um, that was, I, I was there for the second season, so 2015. And I think that was probably the funnest job. Um, my bosses were not great. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely got used and abused a lot, but I was just happy to be there. So I did right. fine. it's pretty Man. cool. Um, and now I work uh, technically for Google, but I work at YouTube. So assisting there for a little bit to to make some money because right. the pandemic kind of messed up Hollywood. <laughs> in a yeah, sense. it
0: did. Yeah, it did. I was I was actually helping on a friend's project, doing a short film.
1: Mm-hmm. that's right i remember you mentioned yeah.
0: that and that just you know we still managed to get everything I mean, oh good yeah including the comic book
1: Yay. So kind of yeah yeah working Great. on set during covid is just a whole different ball game yeah. um because as a as a an assistant or a set pa you rarely have time for yourself to like go to the bathroom or get a drink of water but add masks into it like normally you can sneak water on set because you're standing off to the side you can take a drink mm-hmm. but like during covid times you have to leave the stage and go to a designated area and that just doesn't happen oh
0: well. Wow. so right. i
1: left i think i left hollywood probably um my last gig ended june 2021 wait no july because i worked on <laughs> i worked on thor 11 thunder as my last job which i thought was pretty cool
0: that if you're gonna go out, go out with a four.
1: <laughs> right. Well, and I had worked with Natalie on a previous movie, so it was like a you know synchronicity to get cool. to
0: end with her as well.
1: And then I switched to you. And when you say Natalie so
0: nonchalantly, <laughs> you're talking about Natalie Portman, right? Yeah, that's pretty cool.
1: <laughs> She's lovely. She's probably one of the kindest humans I've met out here.
0: Oh, that's sweet. I love that. I love to hear that because I Mm. like her as an actress. So I always love you would love her because she
1: reads like crazy, like reads nonstop, like new book every day on set type reading.
0: Yeah, poor Casey and Molly have to (laughs) bitch and whine about screen adaptations. It's okay, I I hate
1: them too. (laughs) Yeah,
0: they're wrong. They're wrong. They're all wrong. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. My best friend's a librarian, and she was literally just bitching to me about the Station 11 adaption because she loved the book. Right. And I guess HBO Max butchered it. I haven't watched it,
0: so I can't speak
1: to it, but.
0: Yeah. I, I've i made, I made, uh, like, if they remake things I've read in childhood, I just mm-hmm. really make sure I just don't reread it.
1: It's What's your um, favorite little woman adaption since that's such a. Actually, the 2018. The I love that one. 2018
0: because it was honestly the best for people who loved the story. Okay. Because you didn't need another rehashing of the book. There's a jillion of those, and Catherine Hepburns is the best of that. Because, mm-hmm. um, damn it, she was Joe. She's um, so good, <laughs> yeah. And how can you how can you beat Catherine Hepburn? It literally. Minute? I'm a now for movies. I'm a silver screen person. So, Me too. yeah. I am just oh god. I lived in a I lived in the same building that La La Land was oh, in
1: 2016,
0: so cool. and it is where Clark Gable and um, Greta Garbo lived. Wow. Yes, I and the foyer just you could if, if you were slightly psychic <laughs> you could feel oh my god it was amazing hollywood like has that. some cool stuff the old hollywood hotel is cool too
1: yeah the rose i could
0: feel may west there oh wow yeah
1: that's some epic
0: energy <laughs> yeah it was and it was like around the time you got here actually it was 2015
1: Oh, no, I landed daughter- here in uh, 2013. <laughs>
0: oh, okay. Well, <laughs> uh, okay. So it was your job saying But my daughter yeah. and I flew down, and that was the one trip we didn't drive. And we, it was for my, um, she was networking, and I, it was my birthday, and we stayed at that hotel, which is almost a flop house now. But, <laughs> <laughs> <So laughs> but it's cool. So cool yeah it was and you could really i could really feel her that that's also something
1: cool. i love to harp on is how hollywood just doesn't give a fuck about its own history like you wouldn't even know some of the landmarks that you're like walking around unless you know old hollywood and silver screen um yeah i worked on the sony lot which for silver screen buffs you know that was the old mgm lot so right lots of history and you wouldn't know it working on it but I knew what the stages were and so I was like this is where the yellow brick road was and the entire crew was like no way that's so cool and I was like that stage is where the poppy seat the poppy field was and they were like all bugging me the rest of the day for like info and they had been working (laughs) on that lot for like a year I was like how do you guys how are you not curious about what like history you're touching (laughs) but it's just me being a nerd
0: (laughs) You being a nerd is what makes you a good astrology <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah, no, I know. I know. You, you ask really good questions. You're curious. Now, for everybody listening, think about this. What makes a good astrologer isn't just the book knowledge, because a lot of the stuff like I'll be rewriting almost all the interpretations you've ever read <laughs> Yay. this year, just because I went back and looked at some of them. Cause I hadn't looked at some stuff in 15, 20 years. You know, mm-hmm. I have the books because they're books and I have a Venus in general. Um, we don't get rid of books. It's wrong and sacrilege. Um, <laughs> some of these books have made it around the world with me <laughs> when I carried not much else. Right, um, And so I went back. And I'm like, oh my god, that's terrible. But what makes a good astrologer is experience and a wide knowledge base, mm. because you're interpreting each one of those symbols. Oh, look, she's in L.A. <laughs> Sorry, is it outside your building? <laughs>
1: no, well, probably. I live in a I live in a very active area.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, well, I lived in K-town, so <laughs> you <great>. get it. <laughs> I get it. I get Mm. it. As long as it wasn't right next to me, you know, kind of tune it out. (laughs) But um, what makes you a good astrologer is being a polymath. And we are entering a time of polymaths Mm. becoming more important than the specialist unless, you know, you need brain surgery or, you know, something (laughs) that requires specialization. But we need many more polymaths, which is different than a generalist. Mm. Mm-hmm. so it's like
1: that saying um there's more to it than a jack of all trades is a master of none but a jack of all trades is uh
0: better than one
1: better than one yeah that's the part of it Mm -hmm. which is kind of true because honestly that's how i have excelled in hollywood um Mm -hmm. is just the skill set that i have like i adapt really easily to change and when you're on set it's literally just controlled chaos (laughs) right you have to like think on the drop of a hat so that those skills and like being the polymath and having, you know, a finger in all these different pots actually got me, you know, to further get into the Marvel scene, then bump up to assistant. And then of course YouTube, because it's just, uh, being able to, you know, change hats at the drop of a dime. Um, you, that is a, basically the biggest tool to success, uh, in this industry. And I guess now, you know, I know in astrology as well.
0: <laughs> right. And in, in LA, that's a big deal Mm -hmm. and my daughter bugged me for the longest time to kind of put my shingle out like from the time we got here and I was so used to being you know in the Seattle area where you would never be taken as credible at anything else if you Mm -hmm. said you were an astrologer and I was (laughs) a business developer as well you know those are my two passions and I'm like it was so hard to have one foot in both worlds because I'm Mm -hmm. like they they work together guys (laughs) <laughs> and I come down here people are like oh my god you're an astrologer so um a
1: little more acceptable in LA
0: <laughs> oh, it's very acceptable I could I would business network and say yeah I'm a, I'm a business developer and an astrologer and they'd be more excited about the astrology uh, <laughs> that's so, amazing so, I'm like so you care more about the astrology than the fact I can make you money okay <laughs> cool cool
1: honestly now that you say that the best connections i've made in hollywood have been fellow theater lovers because not a lot of people out here respect well i don't say maybe not respect but appreciate uh, um theater right um because it's so separate from hollywood but a lot of the best connections i have are from that (laughs) right Just like making a random you know Comment, or you know, you're quoting something and somebody finishes it, and then you lock eyes and you're like, Oh, it's one of you, you're one right. of the theater it's nerds, you like, know, <laughs> right. best friends, literally.
0: Uh, yeah, I found that really interesting when I took acting lessons here. That was my way of coming back to myself, having been mm-hmm. a musical theater nerd, a theater nerd in general, and then an opera singer. I didn't know what else to do with myself, you know, <laughs> I was coming back to me. And so that was my way of just, you know, like what do I want to do with the rest of my life? And I was like, well, I'll go take some acting classes that'll make you better at pitching. I didn't ever want to be on on a set. And I noticed like one, I had to learn how to act differently, mm-hmm. totally different. You can you're not you're not as big because there's a camera. But also people didn't know about the silver. My I mean my my acting teacher did because she right. you know, grew up in the business, but Like, most of the younger people had no idea, like, I'd make a joke that was, like, a Groucho Marx joke or, Mm -hmm. you know, silver screen stuff. No clue. No clue. None. (laughs) None. And I was like, how can you want to do this and not know the history of it? Or say, well, that's the 16th remake of that particular
1: film. Exactly in my experience and this is gonna sound like a little facetious is a lot of them just want the fame they're not doing it because it's yeah. like a passion or a love mm-hmm.
0: um,
1: and they just it, you can i, mean, I don't want to be that person but you can tell when an actor started in the theater versus started on screen yeah because yeah. like the silver screen actors they started in theater, like vaudeville, yeah. all that vaudeville, stuff. Yeah, and nowadays. Yeah. Burlesque, of, vaudeville. Yeah. yeah. Well, nowadays, a lot of these actors don't start from that. And there's a massive difference. I guarantee you if you go and look
0: up the Oscar winners, they will have started in theater. Yeah, <laughs> Very theater or classical training. Mm-hmm. They've at least had Stanislavski method or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Very yeah. few have um, started Cold Turkey. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. and to be honest like working the people that started in theater are the kinder people because they're so they've been humbled you know yeah live action response you have a bad yeah. audience you can feel that energy
0: or if you just have a shitty night <laughs> you know yeah. if your energy is low you know mm-hmm. and you're just not hitting your marks uh.
1: He's not surrounded by people, yeah. you know, telling you you did amazing when you know, might not have,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> but you don't know because
1: you don't have an audience.
0: Right. Exactly. And that's why um, I find screen actors are very insecure a lot of times because oh, they don't mm-hmm. know. They don't get that feedback. <laughs> and the directors making them do like it, actors really do work hard on set. I, and mm-hmm. I, it, I, like many people before I actually experienced being on a set, thought that mm-hmm. was kind of like, oh, sure. And I, cause I had acted, you know, mm-hmm. but it's very different on a film set
1: mm-hmm. and
0: our poor actress, it was 40 degrees. She was in a white t-shirt with fake blood on it. She <laughs> turns into a ghoul though and she ends up killing her killer. So, it was cool. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> I talked the di- director out of Disneyfying the end. I was like, "No, you can't Disney-fy this." <laughs> Women go to horror movies all the time and get told, "Hey, if you have sex, you're going to die." I think guys can get the message. If you abuse and kill your woman, you get your your yourself mutilated. I won't I won't ruin the ending, but um, it's it's excellent, and you actually it's it's sad at the end actually because you know it really addresses domestic violence really beautiful a
1: movie with substance
0: yes actually Mm. and representation because it's using filipino folklore and the lead actress is um um she has filipina um as well as anglo background so oh cool Uh, beautiful lady she's also executive producer and one of the writers it was her yeah to put that part yeah Beautiful. It was such a neat project. But man, watching them work. And that's all Fifth House stuff, by the way. That insecurity Mm. in that performance. And you need that feedback. It's where you're risking. And so in film, you don't get the feedback. Until you're watching... You know, if you get to watch the editing process, the
1: playback, which is very rare. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize. Um, you can spend like the different. The main difference between working on a film set and working on a TV set is time. So TV, Mm -hmm. you're like under the gun because you have to meet your page count because. I mean, before streaming, you were trying to get the episode wrapped in a certain amount of time before it had to air. Mm-hmm. Now with streaming, it's a little different. They can take a little bit more time, but a lot of times they're under the gun, like, location-wise, or just, you know, they don't have the actors they need for a certain amount of time. But on film, you can spend an entire like, 16, 18-hour shoot day on one scene. That's three pages. Right. Yeah. <laughs> just just depends. Um, so it's it's taxing not not only on the crew but on the actor because if you can think about it the words by the end of the day like you don't even know what they mean (laughs) right you're just repeating them
0: no we did a 12-hour shoot and i think it was a total of three scenes and we didn't think we were gonna get through it and we did everybody was tired and it it was an indie project right so Mm -hmm. but it just it just so happened to financier and director and the award-winning visual effects guy so (laughs) i mean that's
1: where you want to spend your money nowadays is you want you don't
0: want to skimp on the vfx (laughs) right so since he could do it you know it Mm -hmm. made it much easier to do on a low budget so which it was and you would never know you'd never Mm -hmm. know so how would you apply your love of all things theater and creativity to astrology? What what would be your hope? What would you want to do with that? What is your drive? Uh, to
1: write a TV show with these themes. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, we have you know TV shows about witches. We have TV right. shows about you know superheroes. Um, there's actually like a really beautiful book that I read um, that deals with. Hindi astrology. I don't know the actual Vedic. term. Vedic. There you go. Thank mm-hmm. you. Um, and it's basically storytelling their legends, and mm-hmm. it was really beautiful. And I feel like doing something like that as a TV show. I think would just be, or even a film. I'm not picky. <laughs> Short That's series. That's cool. But I'd work with you on that. Right. I know. I would. I I've would love, love to write something like that. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, I'd love to do that. You, mean Casey. Of- we'll
1: take it. We'll take TV in any direction
0: yeah <laughs> there's so many ways things can be done mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I just think it would be really cool to have a series like that but I love yeah, you know it's so funny when you say polymath because it's like I love sci-fi but I also love classic Hollywood and I love theater so it's like I really would love to see, like, a classic, beautiful storytelling of astrology with, like, sci-fi elements, but that fit astrology.
0: Yeah, but I think you could so do that, because that's, like, <sighs> a very Harry Dresden kind of thing, mm-hmm. if you read Jim Butcher. I haven't. I'll add
1: him to my list. I've got a list of list. Rex. His
0: <laughs> Rex. His first four books, he's a clunky writer. He's one of the very few writers that got better writing um, because he didn't let success go to his head. He hit the New York Times pretty early in his series before mm-hmm. he developed his writing skills. He actually used the money to take writing classes. Amazing. But he had a great story. Mm-hmm. So when I ran across his first book, I was like, well, this isn't very well written, but man, this is the best story I've read in a long time because he mixed film noir
1: mm. with,
0: um, and had a private detective you know, mm-hmm. um, with being like a wizard. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Damn!" And it was fast paced. Great combo, and fight- yeah. And the fight scenes were accurate; they weren't mm-hmm. dumb, you know. And so,
1: I also think that's another big difference between Hollywood and like other art forms. Is like I know Tony Award-winning Broadway actresses that still take acting classes and voice mm-hmm. lessons, mm-hmm. and authors who still take writing classes, mm-hmm. but you don't see that as much out here because as soon as somebody reaches a certain you know, status, it's like they don't need it. <laughs> they think they don't need it, rather.
0: right? I've noticed, Well, you can tell in their acting too. Mm-hmm. And coming from classical voice, you always have a teacher, you always have a mentor. And mm-hmm. that actually held me back from running with my astrology practice because I was forever the student. Oh. And Joanne Wickenberg told me when I was 32, 20 years ago, God. Him. Oh, <laughs> um, write the damn books. Nobody has the handle on on interpretation like you do. Go write mm-hmm. the damn books, Lori. And I looked at her and I went, "Oh, but I'm not like you. I'm not like, you know, Bob Hand. I'm not like Jeffrey Green. You know, I'm not like these you guys." And she's like, "Lori, you're really good at what you do." <laughs> <laughs> and you need to do this it's in your chart you know? so, <laughs> and
1: you, you're not like them so that's why we need you to do it because we right need to yeah Fresh but they
0: were like interpretations such, they were such gods to me because <laughs> yeah. you know they've forgotten more than I thought I'd ever know and then in teaching just in coffee with Lori's Mm-hmm. It was just being able to rattle stuff off nonchalantly. I went, "Oh God, I did become that old chick that knows shit." <laughs> okay, cool. You're Eda. So, <laughs> yeah, it's just so funny, you know how how we hold ourselves so tightly. And yeah, um, yeah speaking of, you we know, <laughs> have to to um, move back to the discord so what's your favorite yeah. thing about being a mod and and um, being on discord i think the,
1: the community for sure but learning like learning constantly not just from you but from everybody else in the discord and the other mm-hmm. mods like the questions they ask mm-hmm. i may not have thought to ask it but i still learn from it because mm-hmm. it's, you know so much to learn from and just having the support system like there are no stupid questions so i feel yeah. you know safe asking either you know, on a live or in the discord itself, or, you know, bugging one of the other people privately, like there's just like supportive community of students.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. And you are part of the community. And that's, Mm -hmm. that's something I I talked about a little bit earlier in the podcast is Mm -hmm. you guys, it's not an us versus them situation. Mm -hmm. We are one community and you guys just, you know, you help direct traffic and make sure it's, it's functional and, Mm -hmm. and you know answer questions so yeah take a little bit off your plate so that you can do more oh my god (laughs) you have no idea what a relief it is and how honored I am you guys are amazing um to have the caliber of professionalism and thoughtfulness and kindness you guys have oh my gosh I am one lucky ducky
1: (laughs) I feel Um, like we're all lucky, you know, finding you and then making this amazing
0: community. It's, it's a, it's such an honor to be able to do your purpose, you know. The best thing to come out of the pandemic. Right, right. Well, like I've been saying, I was meditating in 2020 and I was just thinking on the astrology and I do that a lot. I'll just sit and think about planets and and then this little thought popped into my head, which that's one way we connect to our guides. And it could be your higher self or a guide or an ancestor, however you want to interpret it. You're not going to be wrong. Um, it was it was probably my higher self because it was slightly sarcastic. But it was most <laughs> likely me talking to me. And it was like, all you had to do was live to 2020, kid. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I'm like, I see that now. Okay um so it was it's been a wild ride and i'm excited about what we get to do this year with the mystery school
1: and me too and just watching our community grow it's grown so uh, much this year
0: it has oh my gosh i read out every single patron every current patron
1: amazing in um, the
0: patron shout out today so it's a little longer shout out but i was looking and, and sarah bear was my very first patron
1: Wow. So and cool. McKinsey
0: was my first cosmic surfer. Oh, wow. So, yeah. how cool is that? Love them both. We well,
1: love them all, but it's right? amazing. the yeah. start.
0: Right? And it was so funny cuz you know, normally I look at that on my phone. I but I was looking on the on the TV monitor now <laughs> that I can read the screen. Right. And that was amazing. But speaking of reading, I need to go to a live stream. Um, yeah. So I want everybody to connect to Molly. Um, what is your favorite thing to do? Like, if people have a question or whatever, what, you know, how do you want people to connect, or is there a preference? There's no
1: preference. I'm a little shy online, but just Mm -hmm. love me. Like, I will answer. (laughs) I just don't necessarily get involved in conversations all the time. I Mm -hmm. watch, but (laughs) Mm -hmm. just a little online shy. Yeah.
0: Well, that's okay. Water sign risings often observe (laughs) first. I'm a Scorpio rising, and if it wasn't my group, I would observe for quite a long time before I participated.
1: Yeah, just letting people do their thing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm so don't yeah, be shy don't, folks
1: yeah don't be shy DM me whatever I'll answer awesome. I promise
0: I love it Oh, rating, Molly see you on the live see you on the live <laughs> oh Molly's our discount code woman <laughs> yes um. I remember lots of random numbers <laughs> Well, my friends, this brings us to the close of the episode. But don't leave me just yet. I'm going to give a little correction on uh, the code. Uh, it's I'm going to put a link to um, my new landing page, which is on Snipfeed, and it it's actually pretty cool. I, I like that. So if you're wanting to use Snipfeed. Um, Try it out. They they approached me and asked if I wanted to use them instead of like Linktree or my own website. And it, it, it's really quite snazzy and um, does a great job if you need a landing page. So, especially it's very mobile friendly and I like that. Um, and I didn't have to do a ton of design work and I'm always cool with that. But anyway, I'll put the link in the description there and then you're going to use the code save10 i'll put that in the description as well if you want to save ten dollars and get uh the astrology of 2022 seminar for 12 bucks for the year you'll have it at your disposal to check out the astrology and the predictions i've made give yourself a heads up a chance to prepare um if you are a patron you have your own special link through Patreon, so if you've just joined, make sure you go into Patreon and um, find the post. I'll put it out again probably um, in the next couple of days, So, because you guys, patrons get it for five bucks, Cosmic Surfers got it for free. Alrighty, so um, that's the big news. Um, Take it easy on yourselves, guys. Um, This is a maze of a year. There's lots of twists and turns, a lot of plot twists, um, and a lot of, oh, my God, you've got to be kidding me. You know, Uh, people are going to get riled up. And um, I was going to talk about that Pluto return. I do talk about the Pluto return in um, the astrology of 2022. In detail, I've got the blog post up on the Woke Astrology blog and I just—I um, mean—I'll just do um, some more uh, talks around this, but to my mind, most people don't understand history enough to know that the the 1776 chart is the beginning. It is not the Pluto return of the country. It's the beginning of a nine year process because we did not become a country until nine years later. And so, um, and I know how some people are like, well, that depends on the interpretation. No, actually, how systems work and how things form, it's not up to interpretation. We were fighting for independence. That's why it was the War of Independence. We were not independent until we won that war officially and the Treaty of Versailles was was signed, you know. So there's multiple charts you can use for, like, the end of the war, or I like to use the Constitution because that's that's really where we, like, nailed the foundation. Um, And that's nine years away. But we do have the Saturn return of the U.S. Constitution um, coming up in um, April. And that's why I think we're going to have a big constitutional crisis. And I wrote about that in the Pluto Return article on the blog as well. And you can find all these links in the description to the podcast. And again, I will be t- talking about this lots here on the podcast as we move towards that 2022, 20, you know, 2022. That's what really has everybody up is is kind of the numerology of it. But from an astrological perspective... Um, I feel a little bit like Inigo Montoya from The Princess Bride. They keep using that word. I don't think it means what they think it means. So, anyway, with much love and gratitude to all of you and deep appreciation, um, I'm going to sign off and go do a live stream on TikTok. It's January 3rd, 2022. Here's to an interesting and magical year because there is all kinds of magic throughout the fog.